0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Day. This is Babs Rose Ivy. This is the second part of Love Babs Love Talk, the Friday edition where I'm actually talking to somebody for World's AIDS Day. I'm so excited. And it is my soror, Dolores Greenlee, who is the assistant director of infectious disease at the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center.
1: Program director.
0: Program director. Program director.
1: <laughs> 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 of the infectious diseases division. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So and wait. also the uh, co-chair of the New Haven Mayor's Task Force on AIDS. That's right. Yes. How, long, re- how recent. <laughs> how
0: old is this task force?
1: Oh, the task force It's about was, 20 years, right? 30? It's, it's got to be because um, it was uh, actually instituted by former Mayor John DiStefano. Okay. Years and years I re- and years I ago. I
0: remember because I think I was on this task force when I was over at AIDS Project New Haven.
1: Yeah, it's come full circle for me because I was hired by the city in 1997 or 98 uh as the coordinator of the mayor's task force
0: wow
1: and so now i'm the chair of the task force so it's interesting this this is a volunteer job now Go figure, huh? <laughs> Is that moving forward or moving <laughs> backward? I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, Dolores, where are we in New Haven for World AIDS Day? What should what do we what should we know? What should we know about World AIDS Day in New Haven? Then we'll talk about the rest of the world, but in New Haven specific,
1: sure. Well, um, there are first of all a number of activities going on um, in the city and have been going on all week. Um, a lot of it uh, coordinated by. Um, The Pride Center Mm -hmm. and um, other organizations and a lot of youth are being involved this year, which I'm really excited about because um, the fastest growing population with AIDS at this point in time or HIV at this point in time is the youth. Um, And so it's exciting to have them involved. But um, there are a number of activities. We actually have the New Haven Mayor's Task Force is actually sponsoring an activity at uh, the Terminal 110 tonight. It's an AJ Soul Train theme Uh, event. uh, uh, Yes. I don't know if I could do this. Getting getting our our Soul Train line (laughs) on, and uh, as well. we have a Soul Train scramble board. Remember how? Oh they to... my lord! Mm-hmm. I may
0: have to come just for that. Is there prizes?
1: There are prizes. I won a prize. <laughs> there are prizes. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and we'll be. We have a Don Cornelius impersonator. Oh, get out! Yes. And so, we'll, is he good? Dave Chambers is uh, DJ. Oh, we love Dave Chambers. Well, it's it's his first time, so we'll see. So it's we'll <laughs> so and it's free. And it's free. It's All free. It's free. Okay, and we have. Um, some refreshments, and um, there'll be some folks who will be talking about where HIV was in the eighties when it started to where it is today okay okay um and so that's happening um and then in New Haven, we have a very uh rich uh, um, uh organizational Um, sort of thing going on, uh, because we have several organizations who work with folks who have HIV. Uh So there's um, AIDS Project New Haven and um, the Halen Center, uh, Nathan Smith Clinic, um, Liberty Community Services, Fair Haven Health Center, all of us work together to help folks in the New Haven area. And there's still about, you know, 2,000 folks who are infected in the city. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. And so what does that break down? What does that look
1: like? Uh, well, do we know what that looks like? We do. Um, you know, we content, AIDS continues, HIV continues to affect. Um, and I keep forcing myself to go back to HIV because that's really where we are now. It's very seldom that we're, we're seeing AIDS, um, full-blown AIDS. Um, we are, unfortunately, diagnosing folks later so that sometimes they do show up with AIDS, um, but for the most part, we've been able to reach people earlier on, and so they don't, and we catch them, put them on treatment immediately, so we don't necessarily get to full-blown full blown AIDS. Okay. So I keep trying to, you know, uh, reconnect my mind to think about it in that fashion. But, yeah, the way it looks in New Haven is predominantly African-American, mm-hmm. uh, then followed by Hispanic, and then white. Okay. Um And mostly men who have sex with men that's really the that's still predominant the... it's still the it's still the population that's most affected and then we uh as i was mentioning before um even on uh, another subpopulation of all of that is the youth population so we're really trying to reach now young black men who have sex with men and hispanic young men who have sex with men
0: okay Okay, and and so what about our our uh, our intravenous drug users? You know that used because to that be the was big, that, that was a used, big
1: yes, it used to be a big piece that of this used to be a huge piece of it, um, but now it's like uh, minimal. I mean, like you know, four percent. Now is like that, that because
0: of the strides that we the the, the things that we put in place? Because like, we had a, a needle exchange program and and we were really one doing a lot. One of the first lot, in the country. One of the first in the country, yeah. and we were doing a lot of education around you know, telling people not to shed needles and all the protocols that we put in place. Is, is that why we're seeing an, a, a huge decrease in, in that population?
1: Absolutely. And we still do have a needle exchange program. Uh, it's now, it used to be run by the city of New Haven uh, for many, many years, but now um, uh, Yale has the program um, and we still have it. And, you know, there is a concern that because of the opiate crisis uh, in the state, that perhaps you know this could move in a different direction oh. and go back to that um, oh. and so you know there are folks out there making certain that um, you know folks are still uh, cleaning needles and and the needle exchange program is still alive and and, and well in the city
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, uh, but it's no longer in that population um, uh, it's still always been men or sex with men uh, the the uh, it, uh, a couple of years ago, a large population was African American female. That has gone down now. So, that, and why has that gone down, Dolores? Well, I think you know we. I think uh, you know we as uh, women take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. and we um, we listen oftentimes to what we're supposed to do and do that. And um, it it has definitely the education definitely has gotten to the African American woman. And she is protecting herself more. Okay and being asking questions more. Um uh because for a minute there we were on the rise. We really were. And you know, we we have many uh resources for African American women. You know, we have for women in general. We we do have uh female condoms, we have, you know, of course, uh male condoms. Um, you know, there are opportunities for us to now I think negotiate sex better than we have done in the past, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, and that's pretty critical. Yeah, I think you know the younger generation speaks out more, <laughs> and it has a you know it you know makes a stance a little better than 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 we do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But um, uh, whatever had happened turned it all the way around, so it's really exciting uh, that we're not the population anymore. Okay but we're still keeping we're still you know keeping track of it. I mean there are are unfortunately still cases where women are being diagnosed um and they didn't know that their boyfriend or husband had HIV. So we so that is still happening.
0: So that's still still happening.
1: So, so it's these are men who concerned. are
0: uh, sleeping with men, having sex with men
1: and, and, and having sex with women? Most often, yes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And some of that has to do with incarceration. Um, and some of it doesn't.
0: Okay. I see what you're saying. So are we, are you finding, Dolores that people are willing to have these, these, these kinds of conversations? That's,
1: I think that is key. Uh, we have, as a, a community, do not talk about sex. And, um, that- cause let me tell you what I learned
0: from you, yeah. from going to the Martha's, to, from going to Martha's Vineyard with you. I learned this and I, and I still repeat this to people. Cause I remember saying, um, I remember saying something about sex with men. And you said you have to ask the, you have to ask the right question. You can't, you can't ask if a man is gay because black men don't accept gay. Right. What you have to ask is, are you having sex with men? And that turned me around for so long. I was like, but then I realized you are absolutely right because yeah. if you ask a man if he's gay, he'll say no, no,
1: unequivocally,
0: yes, I'm not, because that's a lifestyle for, <laughs> exactly. for for black men. They'd see that as a lifestyle. Yes, but if you ask them if they're having sex with men, that's the real question. Yeah, Whew, that and, was
1: heavy. You know, and oftentimes, you know, they what has been tossed around is that. Um, you know, a lot of our men, as we all know, have been incarcerated and that um, oftentimes um, they have to do things that they don't necessarily or they wouldn't necessarily do outside of those walls. But then after they get out, they still, you know, have that pattern. Um, I don't know that that's true. I, you know, but it is what uh, people you know, say about mm-hmm. uh, the the rationale behind that, and uh, there are pockets actually of um, of young men um, who have sex with men. A lot of it is uh, of the of the folks. I c- what I can speak about is of the folks that we have diagnosed at the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center. Uh, the young men um, they have often gone online. I'm not not online, they have gone on social media and have um sought out their um sexual partners in that way on, on grinder um uh well they some have you know they use different sites for different reasons mm-hmm. there are some sites where you go f- to hook up with with guys for just sex and then there are some sites you go to maybe get a relationship um oh, and so you know, okay and, and this is what we've been hearing. Um, and, um, one, one of the guys that we've talked to, you know, um, had actually about 30 partners within a year's time. Wow. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's very interesting. And, and then, you know, it's hard for, extremely difficult for us and for, um, our, our state partner notification office to identify who the folks are that they have slept with. Because they're, they're using names that are not theirs. their names. Okay. Um, and they're hooking up in places that are not their home. There's no real address um, to, to try to go to, to find these other folks who have had sex with each other. Um, and so we don't know what this is going to look like in a few years mm-hmm. because of that fact because of social media and how oh. folks are hooking up.
0: So that's just another kind of awareness that you have to sort of get people educated about, like, exactly. listen, <laughs> you know, you really need to
1: know who you sleep with.
0: You, know, have to, you need to know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you always should have known, but I think social
1: media has given you much more room to sort of, yeah. Well, these are also, um, you know, younger people. Okay. So I'm, I'm talking teens. You know, 16, 17, 18. Mm -hmm. You know, so these are teens, and they're still experimenting. Um, And they, you know, have a healthy sex drive at at that time. And um, they're out there.
0: So do you want to talk I know that you have some personal relationship to HIV and AIDS.
1: Um, Yes, I have a number of friends, uh, a number of um, family members who... um, have passed as a result of uh, HIV. Um, that was in the early stages, and
0: um, now is that is are, are those experiences, those relationships, what brought you to this work? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, very definitely. And I, in fact, I started volunteering, um, early on back in the uh, early nineties. I started started volunteering with. Uh, AIDS Interfaith Network, Mrs. Cofield. Because mm-hmm. who could say no to Mrs. Cofield? That's it. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody.
0: Nobody. <laughs> and um,
1: I started volunteering uh, at, at AIDS Interfaith Network. And then um, I went on to school to get my master's in public health. And after that, then I pursued a position in uh, uh, with the city of New Haven to be the coordinator of the New Haven Mayor's Task Force on AIDS. So I've been doing this a really long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got a little burnt out for a while, so I left for about seven years. But then I came back about seven years ago <laughs> and um, um, still, going, still going strong.
0: So what did you, you know, talk a little bit about, Dolores, if you can, about um, at the beginning of this AIDS epidemic and what you, and what it meant to you and what it was like for you.
1: Well, when the AIDS epidemic first started back in the 80s, um, I didn't think much of it, um, quite honestly, because during that time it was considered only a white man's, uh, a white gay man's disease. So it wasn't really of issue for me. So I didn't really think about it much. Um, and then somehow the tides turned and it started creeping into the black community. Um, and that's when I began to take notice um, everybody was afraid at that time. I was caring for someone who who uh in the family who was h i v positive and was initially very afraid uh because you did think at that time that you could contract the disease by Um, shaking someone's hand or kissing someone or someone coughing on you, you know, you just, uh, it was a very bad time for folks who had HIV. Um, And the stigma around it was um, very, very real. I recall, um, I recall back in that, during that time that um, you one of my family members uh, felt like they had to dress up to go uh, to the hospital so that um, the folks at the hospital would treat them better. Wow. And would not go, you know, um, unless they were dressed up. So it it was a really um, crazy time. It was a really crazy time. It was um scary for me because like I said, I I had to learn about HIV real quick. Um but I did. Um I'm still standing, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Um it's not uh, um something that you can catch easily, but people think that it is still even a lot of people still think that you can catch uh that you can get HIV by sitting on a toilet to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sat on prior, um, or or by kissing someone, or you know, um, it, all the the different ideas still haven't changed, unfortunately. So we've done a good job as a an AIDS community of getting the message out to the people that needed to get uh, the message, but still um, there's an attitude or a, an opinion that uh, AIDS is easily contracted and it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than through, I mean, through, through blood, uh, certainly it is easily contracted that way, uh, but uh, not those other ways that people think.
0: Um, do you find that people are talking about AIDS in the same way that they were talking about it 20 years ago? I don't see it in the press as much. Like, it's not, it has not captured our attention in the way that it did in the very beginning. It almost feels like the flu, You know, when we talk about the flu.
1: Well, it is now literally considered by the government a chronic disease. Okay. It is now labeled a chronic disease because we have made significant strides uh, in medication so that people can live uh, healthier lives, um, can look, you know, have the appearance of being healthy um, with these drugs that uh, that are out today. And uh, so now the government has labeled it a disease that you can live with. And so uh, it's chronic now. So that's why you're not hearing a lot about it. One of the reasons. Um, one of the other reasons is that it's not in a community that is so um, uh, highly um, recognized in this uh, in the country. Um, back when... HIV uh started it was in the if you remember the fashion and artistic yes. community. Yes. A lot of celebrities. Yes. Um and so that was um at the time um very significant for the country. So there was a lot of attention paid to that population. Um the population now is um is is less of celebrity uh and is um poorer. And is brown. Um, and so the population has changed. It's not a population that is so um, that, that the country is so concerned about that it wants to do something. So it's not talking about it. It's not screaming out about it um, anymore like it used to be. And people, honestly, are not dying as much as they used to die from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: from now people are living much longer. People are living in their... 70s 80s now um it's remarkable really is from where it came to where it is now
0: so i know the campaign of know your know your status yes know your status and i i think i i had my uh i had my hiv test at the uh when the deltas had their um open market free market yes Yes. Yes. and the health department was there yes and And i were there And I went, yes, Mm -hmm. the Cornell Scott Hills, and I was there. And I went and got tested because I just wanted people to see a a woman of my age should get tested too. (laughs) Absolutely, and there was nothing to be afraid of. (laughs) Absolutely, right? There's nothing to be afraid of. That's right. And 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 I will tell you this, Dolores. People were like, "Why are you doing that in public? Like, what? Like, and I was like, I'm not afraid. First of all, I know I don't have HIV, but, but I wanted people to see that this is something you could do and it took yeah. like a few minutes mm-hmm. like I they did the test I got the results it was fine Yeah, like this is how easy it is I remember when I was a much younger woman and I got the test you had to go to the health department yeah oh, and then you waited you had to minutes. wait
1: you got an anonymous, anonymous. number anonymous <laughs> <laughs> that was my first test too. Yeah. You got an anonymous number. You had to wait seven days. Oh my god, seven to ten days. And you had to call. You know, yes. And you had to call with your number. And, it's, and, and if that. they called you, it's like, oh my god, you, you need to come awful. in or something. Be yes. like, oh my god, what? It was really awful oh. back then. And that waiting period was <laughs> yes. really rough. Now it's you like, don't have to, wait now you have to wait twenty minutes. Wait 20, like, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. I go
0: get me some popcorn and, and then I'll, I'll come back.
1: back. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was miserable. (laughs) So I'm so glad we made advances there.
0: Oh, my God. So it made it a lot easier for people. So there's no reason that people shouldn't know their status. No, no reason. If you you don't want to know your status, that's some psychological thing. It's not a barrier anymore. You can go and get it done for free. It doesn't even cost you anything.
1: Right, but I think, you know, Babs, um, I think it is because stigma is still alive. Um, If you have HIV, people still think of you a certain way Mm -hmm. and it's not in a positive light and people are afraid to come out. I mean, there are some of the young people that we have diagnosed are, are afraid to come out to their parents um, because their parents maybe don't know that they um, have sex with men, men, men who have young men who have sex with men or um, they're fearful that they, their parents or, other loved ones will turn away from them because they know they have the disease, because it still has sort of um, um, a label of being um, promiscuous, um, or still people still think that you know it could be um, use of drugs, intravenous drug use that that might be the cause of this. So there's a lot of stigma around it, and that's one of the things we're trying to do tonight. Is uh, in in with our event tonight at Terminal 110 is to say stigma, let it go because if we don't let it go, our people will not be tested. And if and if you get tested and you're found to be positive, we can put you on medication, um, get your uh, viral load down, um, and if once you become suppressed, it's very it's extremely difficult to pass it on to another individual. So we want to get people Mm -hmm. tested, those who are HIV positive. We want to get them into care immediately. I mean, we really are in a good position to eliminate HIV right now. Wow. And so um, if we can just get past the stigma, I mean, that's, and actually on on the ride in, I was listening to Tom Joyner, and um, they're doing a campaign of don't die of embarrassment.
0: Oh, that's for pretty World good. Days Day,
1: and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and it's all around stigma. Yeah, and so it and Mike, uh, no Magic Johnson, who is, is, the is probably
0: the best poster the, child. Oh, the best. Him, and still him, still and uh, the the young woman, Broad, what's her name? Broadbent, Hadia, Hadia, hadia Kadia? Yeah, I Hadia.
1: Hadia, I think it is. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. when she was a little girl. Yep. And now she's a grown-up yeah. woman. Yes. You know. Yes, um, and there's, there's a, a few others. And the other woman who... Ray Thornton. Ray Thornton, uh, yes. who got married and had yes. a child. Yeah, and you can do that too. Yes. I mean, there's so many advances now. Um, uh, we're really in a good position to, to do away with this. But we, but we have to start talking about sex. You know, We have to be real about this. And we have to start negotiating these conversations of, of condom use.
0: So, so, the, the, so let me let me ask you this question, Doris, because we see all these programs, these shows on television, which is quite which are quite influential. Do you think that we ought to see these um, shows have condom use in them when they have these sex scenes? Yes, because people will say, well, that takes away the romance. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: what's the alternative?
0: <laughs> There's
1: no romance in the grave, <laughs> you know
0: exactly. There's no romance in death.
1: I mean, you know, you can there are ways to and and I have a Wonderful staff. They are so good at. And this. I know and some of your staff. Yes. yes, and you know, it's funny because we talk about sex every day, so it's not a thing <laughs> for us. but um, and what the latest is and what people are doing, because we have to stay on top of that so that we can help to manage how how this disease gets uh, treated. And um, you know, my staff is extremely good at talking about how you can make uh, putting on a condom interesting. You know, it's part of your and fun. It's uh, part, yes, part of the foreplay. Yes, so it and doesn't have to be activity. some separate absolutely. chore. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and don't look at it like it's you know it's a barrier. Don't look at it like it's a barrier. Look at it like it's part of your routine.
0: Oh, that's a good. You know, that's a good. So. so, are you surprised at the level of squeamishness around um conversations about sex? Even though we watch a lot of everything in our music, everything in our pop culture speaks to sex but then when it's time to have these conversations are you ever baffled by the fact that people don't want to talk about sex
1: i am um because like i said it's it's a daily thing for me um and you know people are still very i I think maybe it has something to do with you know uh, as a people we tend to be very um involved in the church and 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 take on some of those things real literally. Mm-hmm. But if you want to protect yourself. <laughs> you know, and, and you, you can not want to protect yes. yourself. <laughs> yes. Um you really have to start doing things differently. It just because you're talking about it doesn't mean that you're not practicing your religion or that you're uh, you know, doing something against your religion. And um I mean, not only not only HIV, Babs, but um, STDs, other STDs, gonorrhea. Because you you do infectious disease. Yes. So it's not
0: just HIV and AIDS that you are you you concern yourself with. You concern yourself with infectious diseases. So that's everything sexually transmitted, which are on the rise. And some of this stuff, you know, back in the day when I was a young woman, you know you'd go get you some antibiotics or whatever it and was and you're done with it. And you're done, but now we're seeing stuff that fights back. Yes,
1: well, we've recently been talking about a gonorrhea that um is not treatable.
0: Oh my god, how is that possible? I know
1: exactly. Um you know, we're still doing research on it. I, I don't I don't know a great deal about all of these. But that's got to make that, you very nervous. It, it does make me very nervous because there are high, high, high amounts of gonorrhea in the African-American community. Um, and like you said, all of them, all of the STDs are on the rise. Yeah. So, um, and, and some I, of
0: these diseases don't have symptoms. Like you, you I don't, mean, the
1: CDC's even putting out alerts about it. I, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
0: I try to run some of that stuff as much as I can in the inner-city
1: newspaper because mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important. Yeah. But some of it scares the crap out of me. It is. And that's and and that's ultimately where we come from though, right? <laughs> you know, so if you fear something, you're gonna like if you if you have a fear of the dentist, you're not gonna You're grow. not gonna
0: go to the dentist. And
1: so a lot of that is, is very, you know, very similar and transferable to this. Um, you know, you're if you're afraid to know about whether you have HIV or an S T D, you're not gonna go get tested. Yeah.
0: And you but, can't depend on how people look.
1: No, you can't. You anymore.
0: cannot depend on how no, people look. No. They could look wonderful, sexy, yes. and charming, and lovely. Yes. But they could be carrying an yes. STD that would be resistant to Something. treatment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's important that we kind of get past that and, and get tested. Because the sooner that we're tested and sooner, uh, sooner diagnosed, Um, the quicker you get on on the medications, um, you become virally suppressed, and then there's a very um, high uh, percentage rate, about um, 90% of the time you cannot transfer. uh, Once you're virally suppressed, you cannot transfer the the virus to another individual. So it's really important to be treated, and -hmm. it's really going to help to prevent the spread of HIV. Good
0: morning. This is Babs Rawls Ivy and you're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on 103.5 FM WNHH, and we're live streaming on New Haven Independent. My guest today is my sorority sister and dear friend Dolores Greenlee from the uh, uh who is a prog- assistant program manager
1: director program director.
0: Pro- she is the Let <laughs> me get this right. I keep I keep wanting to give her another job. A pro the program director over at Cornell Scott Hill Health Center. Infectious diseases. So we're talking about infectious diseases, but most importantly, it is World World AIDS Day, and we're talking about HIV and AIDS and how far we have come um, in this in this in this uh, in this struggle. And uh, now HIV and AIDS, it's very manageable. If you get get diagnosed, treated early, it's manageable. People can live productive whole lives. Without too much of a
1: a care. Absolutely, we have clients that are seventy something. <laughs> you know, I mean, and this this uh, virus now has been out of uh, has started about thirty three, yeah, thirty four years ago. People have survived when they first for when years. you were first heard about this. It was a death sentence. Exactly, there was no coming back from
0: it. Yeah, now
1: now you can. It's manageable. You, now you'll die of something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It won't be. It won't be HIV, won't be HIV.
0: <laughs> which is good. Which is good. Which and shows it shows how, um, the world can come together to sort of combat something. Yeah. Rather quickly. I mean, it took a long period of time, but but it it was very focused, and and now here we are with a with a manageable chronic disease yeah. as opposed to a life sentence. Yeah. You I know mean the
1: magic of medicine, actually. You know. Yeah, the
0: magic of medicine.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not always. Good, but in this case it in really this case, is. it is it is and the the medicines from back then you know was just started with a z t back then it was you know um really a test it it wasn't ready they weren't really ready to come out with a z t when they did, but mm-hmm. there was such a demand to get something out quickly, and they did it it made people very sick, it had so many uh side effects um it was just awful stuff um but you know, over the years now, uh, the medicines are, the, and there's not like uh ten medications you have to take anymore.
0: Right, because remember, people had to take cocktails, yes, that's and they had they to take them. them yes. You know, you had to be on top of the time when you yep. could take. I remember because I had friends who who had, had these it, cocktails, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like, they had like hundreds of pills they had yes. to take, and I was like. Well wow. yes. and and they had to be staggered and time sensitive and the yes. whole thing. Yeah. now I don't even yeah. think that's the case.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's they they just approved a two medication uh, regimen now, um, the CDC, and so I mean, where we were from, where we came from is is real significant. I mean, to where we are now, I mean, just like also hepatitis now, you you hepatitis is treatable. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, you know, get rid of it totally. You can be cured. Um so uh you know, a lot of things have changed over the years and it's been exciting to see. Um and really for us to be in a in a position now where we we really can um see the end of HIV. We mm-hmm. really can. It's amazing we, that you could
0: say that 30 yeah. years out. Because mm-hmm. no, I mean, one lifetime, no one yeah, could see it. Yeah, in your that. in your lifetime, yeah. in our lifetime we could see something totally be eradicated yeah. where we we couldn't, you know, in those early days. Yeah. It just seemed like it was an endless. I mean, I I think I went to more funerals in those days. Yes. It was just back to back to back to back to back. And yes. I was like, Shh, yeah. you know, it was just endless. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see it in my lifetime, to see it to become a manageable disease, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I feel and bad the, for know, all those
1: people that lost their lives. But. Absolutely. And and, you know, and that's the other thing. I mean, you can even see um, how we're trying to change uh, people's thinking in in our World days Day celebrations or uh, rec- I shouldn't say. Cel- well, they are a celebration, well, they are. Yeah. But now it's a celebration of life. Yes. as opposed to um, marking deaths, deaths and mourning deaths,
0: because yes. I remember those early days exactly. What we would read quilts the, yes, and a, reading yes. people's names, names and, and candles. Right, exactly. I listen. I I was right exactly, there. Exactly. I was on those front lines right. reading names of people who died and quilts and mm-hmm, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and
1: and it was a very sad time. Absolutely. And now, if you if you notice the different um, uh, activities across the state. All of the activities really are taking a different, a different um, theme. And they're not those kinds of things where you feel like you're, you know, you're going to, you know, pull your hair out because, you know, it's just so depressing and sad And 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 everything. But now we're, you know, we're saying, you know, yeah, don't get me wrong. You don't want to get HIV. It's not, oh no, yeah, managed. We are, we
0: are not suggesting that. We are right. right. But we're telling but you.
1: You don't want to get it because it is still a disease that has to be managed. Yes, uh, really, really well. and not everybody does as well as the other. Um, it's still you still are sick. you still um, you know, have issues. you have other social issues as well. Like I said, you know, with stick bun, what have you. So you really don't want to have it. But, you know, what we are trying to say is if you do. It's not a death sentence. It's not a death sentence. This is something you can manage. Mm-hmm. This is something you can live really well and long. You can have a quality of life. Um, and so it, it really makes sense to be tested. Mm-hmm. It just so, makes
0: sense. So, Dolores, are you ever sort of, I mean, infectious diseases, you have access and information about stuff that would just keep some of us up at night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would just, <laughs> that would make me say, okay, you got to wear two, three condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel when you, I mean, what is that like for you to work in an, in an environment where this science is? Is normal, and this information is part of your day. You know how do you process that heaviness? I, I would imagine it's heavy. I don't. I don't know,
1: but well, some days are better than others. Um, particularly, you know, uh, when we have a sort of a uptick in diagnoses, mm-hmm. new diagnoses, um, it's hard. You know, because, you know, what we're seeing are the younger generation. And it's of concern for me because they don't take as good care of themselves as an older uh, person would, oftentimes. Not everyone, of course, but, you know, the reason we're having such a hard time in reaching this population is because they don't need to come into our health center, they're not sick they mm-hmm. don't feel sick okay you know they're young mm-hmm. you know there's not much going on with they. you know <laughs> they why would they come to see us you know so we've been going out doing different things we did a um actually a um a rap hip-hop uh concert last year for world aids day oh in, uh to attract the youth oh and how was that it did was they come wonderful. Out? they did and we they got tested it was wonderful we partnered with the boys and girls club and um you know we really need to try to reach that population and it's like i said it's hard cuz they don't come to us to the health center because they they don't they don't feel sick you know they come you come when you feel sick <laughs> you know they're not at the point of maintenance you know uh so when we have you know a few young people that become positive, um, then, and we've tested in one week, like we had two in one week, one time. And it was really difficult that week, you know. So, and I keep trying very hard to keep my staff motivated because they're on the front lines uh, doing this work. Um, And it's difficult. You know, we send a team to go talk to people because people, you don't know how people are going to react uh, when you give them a positive result. Mm -hmm. So we actually have a team come down and talk with them, work with them, educate them, get them enrolled in care immediately. Uh, you know, get, get, uh, any other issues that they have or concerns right away so that we can make, you know, make them stable so that they can better take care of themselves because, um, you know, like I said before, as soon as that we can get them treated, get their viral load down, then we can, um, uh, prevent transmission, so it's hard during those times when when there's there's young people and there's more than one it 's all coming together you know in in a week's time um and you don 't know how they're reacting or what their situation is, what their life story is, and we find out all about that mm-hmm. we find out about their partners or um, you know we have to ask how they contracted uh the disease so that we know their risk. Um, and so that we can notify their partner if you know, bring their partner in. Um, if they don't if the partner doesn't already know. And of course that happens a lot where the partner really already knows, um, but forgot to tell the, the, the individual that they were sleeping with. Oh Lord. So um those times are difficult and sometimes hearing the stories of people. Mm-hmm. Um and we always try to do that. We always try to listen very carefully, make certain that if they need some additional help to be able to manage the results, we get them that right away. We get them uh, a clinician right away um who can talk with them and work with them. And because that's my next
0: I, that's my next question. How do people
1: how do people go about going to get tested? Cuz we got about like 2 minutes and then we got to Okay. Um you can walk right into the Hill Health Center, Cornell Scott Hill Health Center at any time. That we're open and ask for an HIV test. And where are y'all? I know and there's. You can, I know and you this. can get a free rapid test from my department at any time. We're at four twenty eight Columbus Avenue. Mm-hmm. We're also um, at uh, three twenty six. I believe it is Dixwell Avenue, um, and we have various sites around the, around the city. Okay,
0: that's good. Thank you so much Dolores. I so appreciated you being here for World Aid's day. Well,
1: thank you. I'm so happy to be here for World Aid's day. Come out tonight if you can. I might try to come and get get my 80s on. Yeah,
0: people are wearing <laughs> wearing the 80s gear. Uh, I was like, I don't even, what is my 80s gear? Yeah, I, don't I was even like, know. Mm. it's like what is that my my eight ball jacket? Like what? <laughs>
1: All I remember is big hair. Big That's hair. I well, I don't
0: have big hair no more, so I had to I put on a big hair wig or That's something. That's exactly right. You know, so my eight ball jacket and my my Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And for y'all who tuned in, I'll be back next week, you know, the regular show. And uh, you can listen to this show again on SoundCloud later on. It'll be up today. Or um, you can uh, um, come, come back and listen to us on the drive time home at five o'clock. You've listened to Love Babs, Love Talk on 103.5 FM, WNHH, newhavenindependent.org. And uh, my guest today was uh, Dolores Greenlee from the Cornell Scott Hill Health Center, Program Director. Infectious <laughs> Diseases. <laughs> <I got it. laughs> I'm on my way out. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Stay tuned for the pundits. <laughs>